the Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1, the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. After 5 o'clock right now here at WBGZ 107.1 FM, the big C. Smash with you right here. So what were we talking about a little bit earlier there, Smash? Just real, real quick, I just want you to make note of the date. That is not this Friday, but the following Friday, September 25. Going to be doing this show live for the first time, taking it out on the road, doing this show live out in St. Charles, all right? And we're going to get ready for what's called the... And I've been there many, many times. It's fantastic. And if you've got home improvement, home remodeling you're looking to do for yourself, you want to come to the home and remodeling show. St. Charles Convention Center goes the 25th through the 27th, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We're going to be kicking the whole thing off with Smash Daily from WBGZ live on the air. But we'll be there broadcasting live at the St. Charles Convention Center. they got both floors of that whole thing covered with all kinds of home remodeling stuff. It will be Magnifico, just some of uh, and, and I'll get you more information when we get close. Just wanted uh, you to put that date. I love watching HGTV. And over there, you know, I tell you, if I was a younger man, I'd have been a builder. But they make everybody look like they're they're multimillionaires off that deal. But in reality, everybody's hammering and nailing like everybody else. But that's just me. I love to do that. Believe it or not, I used to be a plumber. That's a whole different end of the house. End of the house. Uh, anyhow. That's a Friday the 25th. Now, oh, my goodness. This is going to be good. I warned you. I read this to you last week, but I want you to get it straight from the man himself, John Keller, the president of the Riverbend Growth Association, be in the studio in just a moment here, to talk about and read his uh, letter to Governor Pritzker uh, about this COVID situation that the, government, that the governor and government have put us in based on his governing. So... Coming up, but right now, I got some news for you, all right? I'm going to start on the love side. Love, baby. Starting you out on the love side. The love side. Magnificent, man. I tell you what, that's Barry White right there. One of the great songs, one of the great songs. That's called Love's Theme. His first big hit for Barry White. He wasn't even singing on this song. And it was a big hit. It's orchestral in its, in its way. But I want to start you out with love here. There's some stories I want to get to. 
The first one is love. Pope Francis, this is wild, wants you to eat well. This is the headline, all right? Wants you to eat well and enjoy sex, saying that having sex and eating good food is simply divine, unbelievable. He was being interviewed by this guy Carlo Petrini on Carlo Petrini's show, Slow Food Nation. Now, slow food as opposed to fast food, all right? And he's saying, hey, let's eat a little slower. We don't have to have all the, you know, the Big Macs and all that kind of stuff. Slow food's going to make us healthier. Here's a little bit of uh, his story before I get back to the Pope. Before I get back to the Pope. È vero che noi avevamo spendavamo il 32% del cibo, adesso abbiamo più soldi per per altri consumi. Of course, now we have a lot more money for other consumption. Hanno deciso con la pubblicità che ci fanno mangiare peggio per poter consumare altre cose. And so publicity has convinced us to eat worse food so that we can consume more of other things. E allora arriviamo all'assurdo che costa di più un vestito, una mutanda che non il cibo. So now we're at this absurd figure where underwear costs more than food. Se io ho la mutanda di Armani. So if I wear an Armani pair of underwear. Allora io dico ma scusa ma io se mangio il prosciutto. If I eat prosciutto. Se mangio il formaggio. Or cheese. Se mangio il pane buono. Or good bread. Dopo pochi secondi diventa Carlo Petrini. After a few seconds it's Carlo Petrini. La mutanda di Armani è sempre fuori Carlo Petrini. But you know, that pair of underwear from Armani, it's always outside of Carlo Petrini. Diamo più valore a noi che non ai vestiti, santo Dio. Let's give ourselves more value than our clothes. That sounds like a fun type of show there. Carlo, and I never heard this uh, dude before, but uh, Carlo Petrini. And so he's intervo- uh, interviewing Pope Francis. I don't know how I got an interview with the Pope, but he's interviewing Pope Francis. Now, I found the interview in my research and everything, but I did find what the Pope said, all right? Because Carlo asked him about eating and, and love and the divinity of it all. And here's what Pope Francis said. This is wild. The church has condemned inhuman, brutish, vulgar pleasure. But it has, on the other hand, always accepted human, simple, moral pleasure. This is Pope Francis. The pleasure of eating is there to keep you healthy by eating, just like sexual pleasure is there to make love more beautiful and guarantee the perpetuation of the species. The pleasure of eating and sexual pleasure comes from God. This is Pope Francis. The most intense joys in life, he says, arise when we are able to elicit joy in others as a foretaste of heaven. Wow. I'm not, I'm not even Catholic. That changes everything. In the movie Contagion, I played an epidemiologist trying to stop the spread of a hypothetical virus. To prepare for the role, I spent time with some of the best public health professionals in the world. And what was one of the most important things they taught me? Wash your hands like your life 
depends on it. Because right now, in particular, it just might. Or the life of someone you love, or even the life of someone you might not know, but is still deserving of your consideration. Like the people on the front lines of this fight right now, the doctors and the healthcare providers, the people who are still working in the grocery stores or delivering food to your homes, which is where you should be right now. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, a little bit powerless at the moment, here's something that we can all do to make a difference. And it doesn't require a medical degree or a microscope or a ton of knowledge. Soap and water are all you need. There you go. Soap and water is Kate Winslet right there. And she's saying wash up. But what she is also saying they didn't put on there is she she did movies starring in movies directed by Woody Allen and starring in movies directed by Roman Polanski. And both these dudes are uh, accused of being pedophiles. And uh, so she also came on to tell Hollywood that she's ashamed and apologizes for the movies that she did and apologizes for working with and for these two dudes because maybe she saw something we didn't see, all right? Because I thought all that stuff was like kind of over and brushed off to the side and life goes on. But Kate Winslet right there, mm-mm. She's saying, hey, I'm ashamed to have even been a part of it. Because what's his name? Woody Allen, he married his wife's young daughter. Something like that. And, of course, Roman Polanski accused and, uh, and booked on sexual with a 13-year-old young lady. He fled the country, and she did movies with both these dudes. I guess she got to know him a whole lot better when she was doing the movies. Now, she was great in Titanic with, uh, what's his name, Leo DiCaprio. They're out there on the front of the ship, and the wind is blowing, and he says, put your arms out here. There's freedom. There's freedom. So she got some freedom in some way or another, meaning she probably got a lot of money, and uh, she doesn't need to be friends with these people anymore so she can call them out. And that's what's going on with Kate Winslet right there. We continue. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. I tell you what, I love Sinatra. I thought I'd play that because this is an amazing story. Because I'm one of these guys, I believe this kind of stuff. I ain't saying it's right, but I believe this kind of stuff because it sure does seem like it could be right. Carl Sagan, everybody remember who Carl Sagan was? And or is? I don't even know if he's still alive. But Carl Sagan put this forth, all right? He was one of the great scientist type of dudes. Carl Sagan, in his biography, all right, not autobiography. Auto means he did it himself. But biography, somebody wrote it for him, all right? His biography revealed a bizarre government plot to nuke the moon. He's saying that the government, the United States of America, was planning on using the moon service to just drop bombs on and see what happens when you do this size of nuclear bomb. What happens when you do this size of nuclear bomb? That size of nuclear bomb. 
And from that way, they'll know when it's wartime here on the planet, because you know it's going to be war, if there is. They'll know what kind of bombs to drop, what kind of damage you're going to do as far as the ground is concerned, because they will have destroyed plots of, quote-unquote, land on the moon. And I can believe that going. It's sort of like they had that movie. In fact, O.J. Simpson was in it. And they're saying nobody really landed on the moon. But what they did was make a film of people landing on a moonscape in a studio. In an air-conditioned studio. And they made it look like the actuality of man being on the moon. Because when you think about it, who was holding the camera when the dudes came off that and stepped on the moon. This is one great step for man, one great step for mankind, all that. Who's holding the camera on that? I don't know. So I'm I'm, I'm floating with uh, Carl Sagan right there. I'm floating with Carl Sagan. I believe the government probably would have done that. I know if they did and, and or if they didn't because we don't know anymore. We don't know. See, the crazy part about it is everybody worries about what the government ain't tell us. They didn't tell us nothing before, all right? But you got to play it one way. So you hurt the other side. And the other side then has to play it one way so as to hurt that side. <sighs> one more. Talk, 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 talk. I love this right here. Because it happens on Fox and it happens on CNN. This particular example comes from CNN. And it's just uh, preposterous. It's... What's his name? What's the dude's name who wears the glasses? Got the white hair. Gloria Vanderbilt was his mom. Yeah, him. So he's going up against one of Trump's men, Navarro. And the problem is he ain't listening. And Navarro's trying to set up. That's what the whole deal is. Ain't nobody listening. Here it is. So we have heard government officials say that the president should have been straightforward with the American people, and he was not, not just Democrats, the by the way. I want you to look. take a listen. Here's Senator Susan Collins, Republican of Maine, followed by Democratic Governor Phil Murphy of New Jersey. Take a listen to them. The American people can take hard facts, and he had an obligation as president to be straightforward with them. If we had known that earlier, uh, we would have shut the state uh, meaningfully earlier. It's inconceivable to me that we wouldn't have been able to save lives as a result of that. All right, may I respond? Bipartisan now, consensus, may bipartisan consensus, yet that the I president respond? should have been straightforward. Can I respond here, Jake? Okay. You have to go back to February and March. We're in the fog of war from the China virus. There are competing views as to whether this is simply the flu or whether this is very serious. What are the competing And we go through, views? hang on. The scientists, look, you had, you had Nancy else. Pelosi dancing with scarves in Chinatown at the end of February saying, come on down. You had de Blasio and Cuomo in March saying, come on down. You Why had wasn't Dr. the president Fauci straightforward saying with the American that there people? Was low, he Why? was straightforward. No, he wasn't. There was, look, look, Jake, Jake, I'm telling you Just answer what the, our this strategy is. a very basic is. question. Right, I, you want to talk about what you want to talk about. You, okay? You're cherry picking. You're no, cherry I'm not cherry picking. picking. On February 7th, he knew... That it was in the air, that it was five times deadlier than the flu. Five times deadlier. He expressed that to Woodward, but at the same time... Two weeks later, he's he's saying that the flu is deadlier than the coronavirus. Why wasn't he honest? You just don't want to listen, Jake. 
You just I don't want you to want answer to the question. You, I am answering your question. You just don't like the answer. The answer is in February, all the way through the middle of March, when the World Health Organization finally said there was a pandemic and China was hiding the information, finally, that's when we knew that there was a pandemic. And you know what, Jake? We were at that point prepared for the worst. In February, we were moving mountains on PPE, therapeutics, testings, and vaccines so that in the time that we needed those things, we got those things. And, and it's a miracle what we've been doing on vaccine development. We have a possibility of getting a vaccine by the end of the year. And I put that right in a memo on February 9th under the advice of the president in terms of, of getting on this situation because yeah. it might be serious. You can't have it both ways. Jake, you, you simply I'm can't. not trying to have it both in ways. In February, I'm... nobody knew. No, nobody knew. Not the president, the president. He's not February you, 7th. not Nancy Pelosi, not Bill de Blasio. He knew whether it was we, deadlier than the flu, expressed... and he was lying to the no. American people two weeks later. Jake, Jake you're cherry-picking. I'm not okay? cherry-picking. But you can say, look, uh, I think look, here uh, it all is. of this is ask and answer, Jake. Look, here's the thing. He was it's not like, honest with the American guys, people. That, that, you're not you're answering the question. You're not honest with the American people. CNN is not honest with the American okay. people. CNN, okay. you want to go there? I mean, I, CNN, I said you're not answering the question. Here's, here's the thing. Thank you, Peter question. Navarro. Thank, we just played tape. You didn't, answer, you didn't answer the question. Answered, no, you can't say that. You didn't I answer the question. question. No, you didn't. Repeatedly, Jake. You just didn't okay. like Peter answer. Navarro, thank you, you so much. Like I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. And I would just like to remind the American people watching that... The United States has less than 5% of the world's population, and the United States has more than 20% of the world's coronavirus deaths. That is a fact. It does not matter how many times he insults CNN. Unbelievable. I thought it was Anderson Cooper as Jake Tapper. Neither of the guys could talk. So how are we, as voters, supposed to figure who to vote for if you ain't even talking to the situations that are definitely of interest to us, the voters, all right? All you're talking about is almost like a failed marriage right there, just yelling at each other like a couple of idiots. And we're supposed to vote off of that. I don't know who to vote for because you're talking on top of each other. You're talking and yelling back and forth at each other, and you're only doing it because you're trying to make the other – Trying to make the other look and sound bad. Back and forth. Vice versa. Terrible, terrible, man. What happened? What happened? It's never like this before. What happened? Well, Trump got elected. That's what happened. Yes and no. The other side of it was, is, well, Hillary didn't get elected. That's what happened. That's what happened.
Florida Georgia line right there. Smash with you right here. WBGZ Radio 107.1 FM, the Big Z. I love my country. I tell you what, I love this guy right here, platonically speaking, of course, and that's John Keller. He is the president of the Riverbend Growth Association. Last week, I read a portion of this letter to you, so I called John. I said, man, you come in and talk this letter up and read, uh, you know, uh, however much of the letter you want to read, because this, what you wrote to Governor Pritzker, is kind of like he needed to hear this from somebody. He needed to understand that this is what's going on, not in his realm, in his world, but in the real world, as we know it, at least here in the Riverbend. So, bravo to you. I appreciate you jumping in on the show today, man. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. We uh, uh, we simply felt we needed to uh, do something for our constituency yeah. that's uh, economically obviously been uh, challenged and damaged yeah. and for gosh knows how much longer. So we're simply saying in, in some simple terms here, um, what changed? Uh, yeah. The goalposts seem to have moved between uh, March and April and right now. On. Let me throw this at you, man, because I'm, I'm – uh, uh, in O'Fallon, Illinois, this weekend. And I'm eating over there, but I'm eating outside. And luckily we had decent weather, so we eat outside. But in some way or another, this, eat outside, and you can't eat inside. This has to end within about another month when the weather starts getting cold. What you going to do? If you're going to shut down businesses, then we're back to before square one and people are going bankrupt, you know? So what do you do here? How do you How do you flow with that, John? Well, that's why the letter was written. Yes. I mean, I mean it's going to be weather-induced uh, here, like you said, in the near term. And when uh, IDPH's own numbers point to three specific industries mm-hmm. here, uh, well, I, sh- I can't say specific. One of them is called workplace. Well, that yeah. encompasses what? I really don't know. But uh, that makes up about 19% of uh, cases in the state. Factory and manufacturing make up 202 and food production uh, plant facilities mm-hmm. make up another 10. Mm-hmm. Right there, you're at 50%. Restaurants right up. make up 6.6 of the whole piece of the pie. Yeah. So why are we singling them out? Good point. Yeah, I understand the actuality of singling out certain things, but boy, come October, and it's getting cold and nippy out there, what are you going to do? Make all these restaurants go out of business? What are you going to ruin people's lives like that? So can you read a a portion, at least start off on on a letter here? Because this is a deep (laughs) letter, courtesy of John Keller over there at the Riverbend Growth Association. Here he is on Smash Daily. Well, I'll read the intro and then I've I've made three bullet points here. Okay, cool. Dear Governor Pritzker, this is September the 4th on behalf of the 650 member organization and businesses of the Riverbend Growth Association. I write this letter to implore you to seek a better way to measure the positivity rate that's been placed, that has placed Region 4 back into resurgence mm-hmm. mitigation. A lot of big words there. Yeah. <laughs> These efforts are affecting the local Riverbend economy, forcing the closure and are severely limiting the capacities of our restaurants, bars, and entertainment industries. Many owners, employees, and families are being unfairly placed in financial jeopardy. And then I go on to ask three questions. One, why are the bars, restaurants, and entertainment industry being looked at with scrutiny when contact tracing does not point to these specific industries mm-hmm. as a major source of the problem? Yeah, yeah. So, and that's when I went into the thing before that it only represents 6.6 exactly. of the total cases. 
plus some of the local Madison County contact tracings not showing that it's coming out of the restaurants. Righto. So uh, the second question is, why are those incarcerated or living in nursing homes and assisted care facilities included in the totals when they are confined to their facilities and not a part of the community spread? Exactly, because they ain't out there doing uh, nothing, spreading it, but you got them in there as if they're carriers, shall we say. And sometimes being counted twice, which yeah. is a whole other story. Oh, wow. I didn't know so, that. Uh, and then the third question is, why are the daily hospital admissions due to COVID-19 not factored into your decision to allow these businesses to operate when that was such a focus back in March and yeah, April? Yeah, that's right, man. And it was factored in back then, capacity yeah. at hospitals. Exactly right. And now we don't even look at that number. Yeah. When... The hospital administrators in this area will tell you they have capacity mm-hmm. and the ability to handle what they call a surge if should a, a second wave come around. Righto. So I'm looking at this letter. It's from you to the Honorable J.B. Pritzker. I salute you on the Honorable and uh, Governor of Illinois, and you sent it to Springfield. September 4th is the letter. It's uh, 10 days now. Mm-hmm. Are you expecting a response expediently, or is this uh, maybe a two-month uh, response? How, do, how does this governmental thing work there as far as reacting to what you put forth to the governor? I'm not sure, Smash. Yeah. But I do know that the leadership of both parties has seen it. Uh-huh. Our local reps yeah. made sure of that. I don't think anybody can argue with this thing, huh? Well, it was an effort. Uh, I can't say I'm the only one out on the island doing this because yeah. – um, Edward Zoglin, Carbon Chamber, wrote a very similar letter. Um, Belleville Chamber of Commerce wrote another letter. And uh, Troy St. Jacob, Maryville, wrote another letter. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't take the route that I did with the questioning. Yeah. They, they just simply said that um, all businesses are essential and it's time to reopen our region before there's nothing left to reopen. Right-o. But I wanted to add right a little, little meat and potatoes, if you will. Okay. A- am I too quick to add on September 16th? Because that's that's uh, an important date in this whole deal. No, you're fine. Okay. So that is our next date, which that's is That's a couple Wednesday. days from now, man. How's all that plan? Well, our numbers have not gone down. If you look, at, And that's the other issue. I've, everybody I come across is why is one metric the positivity rate yeah. controlling our livelihoods? Yeah, right up. So based upon that, that's why the questions. Mm-hmm. And that one metric, uh, I mean, why do you go get a test? Yeah. Because you think you were exposed or you might right. have had it. You, right. You don't just randomly go mm-hmm. and get a test because, you know, you've been home or you've been wearing your face mask. Hold on, let me get my phone here. Or somebody needs you. Yes. <laughs> that's good my phone tune, right though. there. It's a very good tune. Oh, yeah, one of my favorite songs. That was my daughter. She will uh, have to wait for a second. She'll call me back if it's an emergency. All right, continue, John. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. Um, But the 16th is the next date that uh, he is supposed to uh, look at our numbers. And Mm -hmm. and right now, in order to go into uh, the resurgence uh, mitigation, we had to be at 8 or 8.5%, I believe, for a three-, four-day period. And we were ending up around 9. Now we're around yeah. 9.5, I uh-huh. think, or 9.6. But to come out of it, you've got to get down to 6.5%. That's right. That's the other thing. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. And who called that number? Uh, well, I don't Nobody know. Nobody knows. Exactly right. <laughs> and and why is it, what research, what impetus came up with that number, you know? 
I don't know, but I'll I'll take this out a little further. Even. All right. Back on uh, September the 8th, uh, the uh, governor's daily COVID briefing that yeah. they have, and maybe it's not even daily anymore, but this one was one that was broadcast, and I rewatched it. Because Dr. Ezekiel, the director yes. of the Illinois Public Health, Department of Public Health, was on that broadcast, and she stated that even if 80% of the residents would wear masks, it would be more effective in reducing the spread of COVID to below the 1%, mm-hmm. effective, effectively stopping community spread. And that could, would be, she actually said that it's better than any lockdown uh, situation could ever accomplish. Yeah. So then why, again, are we doing this if well, there's he, other methods? And she was promoting the three W's, which is, okay. which is wear a mask, yeah. watch your social distancing, which you and I are, yep. and wash your hands. Yeah. So that mirrors uh, the Growth Association slogan that we've had for months, mask up and shoply, shop local, local <laughs> right. safely. Right. I'm getting tongue-tied, my friend. That's all right. But, uh, you know, some... Some people in Madison County have interpreted that as a WTF. <laughs> yeah, you could. Can I say I guess. that on yeah, the air? Right, right, Can right. I say it on the air? Uh, WTF? Yeah. Uh, Wear I, the face mask. Oh, WTF. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, John, i got to make know. sure i got the dump button over here uh, in know. case you do Here's go you. off on that, but... But no, that's a sign. Where I the saw. face mask? That's, that's one of right. the better signs I've seen on a yeah. door of a business, and they didn't have it up for too long because yeah. I think some people got offended. Yeah. But they had the WTF very large and right underneath on. it. Right on. <laughs> Wear the face mask. It made you think. Yeah, that was. It did make me think because the main thing I was concerned is about. No, he's not going to. But well, yeah, you never know. So I getting ready to put my finger on the dump button back there. And Nick Dar had it on the phone too. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I love the commander. He's listening to us right now. Hey, so so, what can we expect from this here in the Riverbend? The, the governor, you know, I see something like this, man. The governor, you, you ought to be able to respond to that relatively quickly. And if you can't, you say, hey, listen, John, this is going on. This is going on. I won't be able to respond until this time. But you haven't even gotten a response from the gov. No, not directly. Yeah. Well, I've gotten no response, period. I know. At this point. That's what I'm saying. So my question is. What kind of, and I don't want to call it an insult, but what kind of just throw off is, is happening here as far as the governor is concerned? Because you've got people whose lives, whose livelihoods, some have already lost. And if it comes time where, and Governor Pritzker knows he cannot allow no customers in the restaurants come the, the cold weather, come the nippy weather, because then all of a sudden lives are big time lost, man. And it's on him. So how's he going to play all that, man? I know. We don't know. But we do know one thing. He got this letter 10 days ago. And let's say maybe he ain't seen it. But his people have seen it. And ain't nobody responded in 10 days. Yeah, they actually Somebody got to look at this as a shame, man. Well, they signed for it the day after Labor Day. So I know they picked it up. Oh, really? But okay. Other than that, I know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> An old line, right? Thank you, yes. I uh, see nothing. Either. Thank you, yes. Who, who was that? That was Hogan's Heroes. That was uh, Sergeant Schultz. Sergeant Schultz. That's right. I appreciate you coming in here, man. Anything we missed? I think we hit it all. I just want uh, everybody, you know, especially here in the River Bend, because we, we we go worldwide, global. Uh, yeah, we do. And uh, I just wanted people to know, man, 
that somebody's getting jacked around in this deal. That's my personal opinion. And uh, I don't know all the details, but just what I do know from those details, somebody's getting jacked around and it should not be, just to use the term, the everyday citizen. John Keller, mucho gracias, sir. River Bend, uh, uh, Growth Association. That's why I got my readers on here. I didn't have them down. Perfect. Yeah. And I... I appreciate you coming on in. When when something happens, will you yell for me so you can come on back in and say what what's going on? Well, sure. I got your cell number now. Yeah. <laughs> come on. All right. That's John Keller right there. That's a good fella. And we'll keep you abreast here. It is Smash Daily. WBGZ. Here we go. Here we go. tell you what i am so excited about friday september 25th smash here wbgz 107.1 fm the big z hey uh that day we'll be doing smash daily live out on the road for the first time out there with the people that's gonna be a great night well night four to six o'clock as is always right here the big z and gonna be at the Home and Remodeling Show. That's at St. Charles Convention Center. That goes from the 25th, 26th, and 27th, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But we're going to be there with Smash Daily Show on the 25th, Friday the 25th, all right? 4 to 6 o'clock, come on out, hang out, enjoy the entertainment value of it all, participate in the fun that's going to be. All kinds of guests going to be coming on. Surprises, surprises, surprises. Somebody's putting that together. So surprises, surprises, surprises on me too. But it's going to be great. Live, smash daily, on the road. St. Charles, get ready. I, for some odd reason, got a phone call. Let's see who it'd be. Oh, they went away. Ah, 
Uh, used to be a day when I did not scare the populace. But every once in a while you get scared, especially in today's society. People afraid to talk, man. It's got to be easy going. I'm looking at various things that are going on. It's a big day for television. Just real, real quick before I do my chill out here. I'm going to do a little chill out here. So, oh, by the way, on this day in 1965, Little Richard, the rock and roll singer, had his first recording session, and he came out with the song Tutti Frutti. Ah, Rudy, Tutti Frutti. And uh, I remember this very well. By 1956, Pat Boone stole the song from him as far as making a hit is concerned. Now, they did all the, uh, you know, uh, royalties and all that kind of stuff, but Pat Boone had the initial hit with it, and, of course, Little Richard came through with uh, his recognition, if you will, or even if you want. So the reason I'm saying that is because tonight when they play Monday Night Football, ain't going to be rocking Randall. Hank Williams Jr. is gone, all right? They're going to be because they didn't like the fact that he's associated himself uh, a little too much with, you know, Confederacy, the, the Confederate flag, all that kind of stuff. He just don't want it. So now what's going to be playing as far as the intro to Monday Night Football is concerned, Little Richard with his song, at Rip It Up. And it's a really rocking tune. I don't have it set up here to play for you. But it's a uh, really rocking tune, so I'll be interested to see what they do as far as uh, revving up Monday Night Football with Little Richard right there. So prepare yourself for that if you're watching the, uh, the football tomorrow. We'll talk some uh, football after this whole weekend is done because we've got two more games tonight. If I'm thinking correctly, it's the Giants and the Steelers, early game. And then in the late game, it's going to be Denver and Tennessee. So put that on your agenda if you're a football fan. If you enjoyed the football, i got to say one thing. I, the producers... Bravo, you did a really, really great job as far as the sound effects and the crowd effects and everything's concerned over the uh, weekend on the football games. And boy, whether you like him or not, I got to say, man, that L.A. stadium, that SoFi stadium that they call over there and uh, Stan Kroenke stadium, that's a fine, <laughs> that's a fine stadium. So whether you like Stan Crockett or not, and yeah, he didn't do St. Louis right and all that, but uh, man, it's a fine stadium. We got in L.A. They just inaugurated it, and I think it was like a three-point victory for the L.A. Rams in their new stadium over the Dallas Cowboys. So a lot going on as far as anything's concerned. Like I said, television on this date. The Monkees started up uh, as, as we dealt with earlier here on Smash Daily. Uh, also on this date, the Archies. Mark, uh, the Monkees from 1966. The Archies premiered on CBS TV. Remember the Archies? Jughead and, and Archie and whoever the girls were. I don't even remember. That was 1968 as far as the cartoon series is concerned. Mork and Mindy started up this week, 1978. That brought us Robin Williams as Mork, and he was spectacular. And also, the Golden Girls in 1985. Golden Girls was big. It premiered on NBC. And in 1984, MTV Video Music Awards for the first time right there at Radio City Music Hall in New York. Cars won the best video honors for You Might Think. You Might Think I'm Foolish. Michael Jackson got best overall performance and choreography for the Thriller video. That's an obvious. It was Bette Midler and Dan Aykroyd who co-hosted the show. 
And the one who stole the show was Madonna. And she, like, gave a provocative, let me use the word provocative performance of uh, the song that she hadn't even put out yet, like a virgin. So I remember that very, very well. It was magnificent in its own way. Been a crazy day here today, but I dig it. I'm going to go ahead and close it out with a little chill song. All right. And this song comes from Western Skies from Springsteen. Magnificent album, by the way. So I'm going to chill out and just say smash, smash, digging the smash. I appreciate you doing that. Back again tomorrow, as is always, 4 to 6, right here on WBGZ, The Big Z. So I'm going to chill out with a little Hello Sunshine Springsteen. When this is over, then uh, you got yourself the news. No props whatsoever. Have yourself a good one, whatever that one happens to be. Had enough of heartbreak and pain I had a little sweet spot for the rain For the rain and skies of gray Hello sunshine, won't you stay No, I always like my walking shoes But you can get a little too fond of the blues You walk too far, you walk away Hello sunshine, won't you stay Thank you.